Greetings. You're listening to the audio version of Up the Waterfall. To see us and everything we talk about, be sure to check out the video version by visiting youtube.com slash Xanaland. Thanks for listening. Well, now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall. Now, how would you suppose we'd get them out of there? By going up the waterfall. That's right. Anything's possible in Disneyland. <laughs> Welcome, friends, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Up the Waterfall with your hosts, Zanna and Scott Otis. Howdy. This is episode 42 of Up the Waterfall. Took a short break there, but we're back and better than ever. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This week, we are doing something, a little deep dive, if you will, into hidden details. And because there are so many hidden details in many Disney parks and resorts, and water parks and everything. Everywhere, yeah. We are narrowing it down to just the Magic Kingdom for this episode. Seems fair. And we may not even get them all. Oh, no. There's no way. <laughs> uh, but one of the things I think that makes Disney parks so unique, and part of why they're so beloved, is the backstories and the details and it's layer upon layer upon layer that really puts you in the story and I think in this day and age we've kind of come to take it for granted that story equals Disney yeah absolutely I mean I I certainly remember like as a kid watching the Disney channel whenever they would have those kind of like a little behind the scenes shows about how they make the magic work whenever I found out one of those hidden fun secrets I always thought wow that's something very cool and I guess that's kind of really what got me into all of this yeah and some of them are you know very visually easy to identify and you're just like oh that's a tribute to this or that's from this movie or book or whatever Mm -hmm. others are little hidden nods um (laughs) between the Imagineers themselves some people you know spy them and figure them out of course um, and others are tributes to things gone by. Yeah, a lot of times to uh, like old movies, old uh, previous attractions, and even the Imagineers themselves. Yes. So, yeah. So we're going to start right on Main Street USA, but you actually are starting even before then, and you have some items from the train station. That's right. Uh, right from Main Street USA. Of course, everyone knows that Walt Disney had a you know fascination and an affinity for uh, railroads. There was one that went right through his hometown of Marceline, Missouri. Uh, he was you know so fascinated with them that he made sure to include them as kind of the quintessential attraction in each of the Magic Kingdom parks. Certainly, starting with Disneyland, but certainly at uh, Walt Disney World as well. And uh, if you look in the train station, right down on the bottom floor, of course, there uh, they have a couple of bulletin boards that um, have so many different um, references to a lot of Disney things. There's, um, there's actually two bulletin boards. One um, shows, um, has a listing for Carrollwood Pacific, which of course everyone knows is that's his backyard uh, rail, railroad that he had on uh, Carrollwood um, Drive in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> there was the uh, uh, one that reads Grizzly Flats Express, which refers to uh, animator Ward Kimball's backyard uh, railroad. His was actually full size. You know, uh, Walt's was miniaturized, mm. but uh, Ward had a full size railroad in wow. his backyard. And he's actually the, kind of the, the animator that got Walt interested in railroads when the, he took him to the Chicago Railroad Fair in 1948. Um, there's also. A listing for C.K. Holiday, E.P. E. Ripley, Fred Gurley, and Ernest S. March, which, of course, are the, um, the original um, Disneyland railroads. And those are actually named after um, key historical figures from the Santa Fe Railroad, which was the original sponsor hmm. of the Disneyland Railroad. Uh, there's one entry that reads Rainbow Caverns Line, which was part of the living desert in uh, Frontierland at Disneyland. Uh, starting in 1956. In 1960, they actually expanded that uh, railroad to become the mine train through nature's wonderland, which had uh, uh, it culminated in an eerie trip through uh, the Rainbow Caverns, 
which I've actually been on <laughs> before they uh, yeah. tore that down to become Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yes. And there's a tribute to that within Big Thunder Mountain. That is true. <laughs> um, there's also listings for the Rio Grande, the Colorado, the Mississippi, and Missouri, which, of course, we all know are famous rivers in America. But those are actually also the name of the locomotives on the, um, the West, Western River a Railroad in Tokyo Disneyland, oh. which you will learn soon. I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, there's the uh, listings for W.F. Cody, uh, G. Washington, C.K. Holiday, and Eureka, which are the names of the trains from the Disneyland Paris line. Uh, Eureka, of course, is the, the exclamation that uh, miners Eureka. say whenever they found f- find gold. That's actually the uh, motto of the state of California. Um, What's I'll a motto? I don't know. What's the motto with you? <laughs> Sorry. I had to do it. Uh, there's a listing for Wilderness Line, which refers to the uh, what we had mentioned before, the Fort Wilderness uh, Railroad. That hmm. Those cars were actually unnamed, but uh, mm. that ran from 1973 through 1980. Uh, there's listings for Roger E. Brogge, uh, Ward Kimball, and Lily Bell, which are the other three railroads from Walt Disney World. Uh, Roger, Roger Brogy was actually the first Imagineer who um, helped um, Walt Imagineer his own personal railroad and then, of course, became very um, essential with the uh, mechanics of the uh, railroad that, that went around Disneyland. Uh, there's listings for D. Crockett. I'll bet you know what that's for. I Davy do. Crockett, who's not really known for railroads, but it was he, uh, he, of course, was famously portrayed by Fess Parker who also starred in The Great Locomotive Chase, a Disney film from 1956. Hmm. Yeah. And then there's another listing for Wildlife Express and the Easter Star, which uh, which refers to the railroads and the Animal Kingdom hmm. line that takes you to Rafiki's Planet Watch. Uh, and there's actually a second uh, train bulletin with additional references, one to Kimball Canyon. I mentioned earlier uh, Ward Kimball. Uh, one that says Hickory which is actually from the 1966 film uh, Follow Me Boys with Kurt mm. Russell and Fred McMurray. One that says Medfield, you know, the famous yes. fictional college from many of the uh, fun films from the 1960s, including The Computer War Tennis Shoes and The Absent-Minded Professor. One that says Harrington Hills, which is referring to the Harrington, the, uh, the town from Pollyanna. Ah. It's interesting because Pollyanna was such a, you know, such an inspiration, always had a positive attitude yes. that those trains are actually listed as on time. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And uh, one that reads Bullwhip, which is from the uh, 1967 film, The Adventures of Bullwhip Griffin, where uh, railroads play a big part. Hmm. So, uh, you know, there's just so many details there. Yeah, that most uh, people walk right by. Oh, yeah. This was part, I believe, of the D23 scavenger hunt, right? Oh, absolutely. We, there was one of the clues you had to read something on yeah, I the mean, timetables or something. Yeah, of course, there were so many questions on that one. But yeah, they, uh, there were several questions that referred to that bulletin board, and you had to find them. And we just talked about that on our last live show. That's right. The scavenger hunt. Well, we've talked about it quite a few times. <laughs> yes, we have. But it yeah. was a fun time. So that's just a really good example of... Tons and tons of details that yeah. the Imagineers throw in that they know that most people aren't going to see. But if you just take the time to look exactly. and you happen to You'll know. discover new things, which That's is, right. you know, what we've all done over our trips here. Some of these things we've discovered on our own. Some we've read in books and mm-hmm. learned from other folks. Some directly from the Imagineers themselves. So. That's right. Um, so that brings us to uh, some of these, I should say, we're going to uh, like quickly go over because they are so well known. So of course on main street USA, everyone knows about the windows on main street. There's an entire book devoted to them. Um, if you want to learn more about what each window, who it represents Mm -hmm. and what sometimes, you know, the little, there's hidden meanings and not just like, this is for Tony Baxter. There's like, (laughs) it'll tell you like. A person's occupation so mm-hmm. and that'll be like a tribute to them there's actually one guy who has three names uh th- three windows to his name walt disney <laughs> <laughs> that's true um so we'll link to in the blog post and um yeah i guess just the blog post i'll link to that windows on main street book in case anyone doesn't have it yes please wants to pick it up um so some things will go by quickly on that uh another one on main street usa is the little phone 
that is in the oh, chapeau. Yeah. Which I love it. This in Disneyland, it's it was in the market house. In the market house, and right. then they they made sure to include uh, keep it in there um, when they when changed, they changed it, it, to it to Starbucks. Yeah, but here it was always there. in just the chapeau. Uh, I think so. There, there might not, have been a couple around. <laughs> I I feel like there. I always get them interchanged. There might have been one Disneyland, in so. our market house. I don't know. I had to work in the market house every now and then <laughs> when I worked in Disney clothiers. Like I had to cover a break or something. Uh-huh. That was so weird because that was back in 1995 and we still sold cigarettes. So mostly people would Crazy come into times. the marketplace or market house to um, get a pack of cigarettes. And that was weird for me to be selling cigarettes. They in the don't Magic do Kingdom. that anymore. <laughs> and people would even ask for matches still. It was another whole time altogether. Wow. Very weird. Um, anyway, <laughs> so there's the phone in the chapeau, which has worked and not worked over the years. I and have no idea if it's currently working. And that's actually really cool because if you actually take the time to sit and listen to that whole thing, there's yeah. some really cool stories that go along. And it's probably good that. that this isn't as popular because then there would be a line, oh, of course, yeah. to sit there and listen to the whole thing. But it's fun to just it's an old timey telephone with the little you know receiver on the string Mm -hmm. and you just listen in and it's kind of like the days when there was like a party line yeah there was an operator that kind of connected you yeah it was actually one of those party lines it was because of that uh, the guy who was kind of eavesdropping on the Mm -hmm. conversation that uh, he was supposed to call the fire marshal because there was a fire (laughs) in a house and it turns out that It was too late. He was too busy eavesdropping. The whole house burned down completely. There was nothing else to do back then but listen (laughs) in to other people's phone calls, I guess. That's right. But it is a fun um, nod to what life would have been like back in the turn of the century. Oh, yeah. America on Main Street, USA. That's right. And this is, I know we're not talking about Disneyland, but there's... um, We've gotten over the years like CDs that have like all of the background things on it. And there's like the whole, oh, yeah. like all of the Disneyland windows in the different lands, like New Orleans Square. There's recordings of people um, or actually people in in the houses. I don't know. Oh, that's right. Um, just, you, you know, know I, talking I know, as if you're in a real place. I know we're not, we're ta- talking about <laughs> main uh, Magic Kingdom, not yes. Disneyland, but I know the, there's a f- the fun one at Disneyland with the... Uh, with the dentist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so there, and then further down, if you go down the little um, walkway between the Arebus Brothers or whatever, mm-hmm. Crystal Arts, and I guess whatever the thing is next to that. Uh, <laughs> Uptown Jewelers? Yeah, yeah, it's the only uh, side street now. I know. It's they got I, rid of that's the other what one. I didn't want to say the wrong name of the side street. Flower Center Street mm-hmm. is no more. It's right. just Center Street mm-hmm. that's left. Okay. So if you go down there all the way to the end, which we have personally done ourselves a few times, and no one has any nope. reason to go down there. There's a couple of tables and chairs. I don't know if there is right now, um, but there used to be a few tables and chairs there, and you can just sit and just become part of yeah. the background With there's the ambient sounds. a piano teacher and a voice teacher up in the second story windows That's right. and you can just hear what's going on and forget that there's <laughs> a million people out in the rest of the magic kingdom running to space mountain and those are the kind of things that we love oh, yeah. and certainly being locals we can do that yeah. a lot easier or just the we're able to, to do that, that. Yep. um to just go there and Drink in the details. Very good. So what do you have next? Are we um, going to go to Adventureland? I have a little bit of a detailed one, yeah, in Adventureland. Um, there was a time back, I think it was in the 90s, it might have been the late 2000s, or the early 2000s, but uh, where they redesigned the El Pirata y El Perico restaurant, which was seasonably uh, seasonal opened but they changed it into the tortuga tavern mm-hmm. uh, they have since uh, added a couple of the uh, sorcerers of the magic kingdom uh, stations there but um there's a lots of details in there um first off the sign sh- uh, shows that it was established in 1673 which refers to the opening year of caribbean plaza and the pirates of the caribbean attraction which was 1973 um um, there's some Jolly Roger flags uh, above the, the door that basically tell you that pirates are actually welcome here. Mm. Um, however, as soon as you walk in, there is a strict, a strict code of uh, conduct on the wall. 
uh, that reads, Every man has equal title to fresh provisions. And for each one of these, by the way, there is actually something uh, written, I think probably by a pirate. Uh, Every man has equal title to fresh provisions, but it says, If and he has the gold. Uh, Ye fair ladies shall be treated in a favorable manner. Mm -hmm. And then it says, Wenches be not fair ladies. (laughs) (laughs) A witness shall be present for gaming at cards or dice. A uh, short drop and sudden step for cheating scallywags. Uh, duels by cutlass or pistol shall be taken outside with witness. Ye witness ha- must have one good eye. <laughs> uh, damages unto an establishment shall be paid in gold, doubloons, or pieces of eight. Parrots be not legal tender. <laughs> <laughs> Are these just like added in after? That's funny. Yeah. I don't think I've ever looked at this. It, yeah, it's a lot of fun. That is fun. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so there's a um, a fireplace there, and um, on the mantle of the fireplace is a portrait of a woman. But this is not just any woman. This is actually Arabella Smith from the Young Jack Sparrow uh, series of books. So this is like... It's all come full circle. Yeah, it's not just the movies, but also the series of books. Anyway, in these books, her father actually runs the tavern in Tortuga, and her mother was supposedly kidnapped and later killed by pirates. But it didn't originally have the same name that it has now, right? Well, I'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) You're jumping ahead. Anyway, uh, she meets a young Jack Sparrow, Mm -hmm. and uh, together they actually have lots of adventures in piracy. Uh, But now... Uh, She's grown up, and now she runs the tavern. And there is a sign out front that reads, A. Smith, proprietor. Uh, Gentlemen, you are welcome to sit down at your table, pay what you call for, and drink what you please. Uh, In a card outside is an abandoned sign, the original sign, uh, where it was called the Faithful Bride. Yes. Which was a tribute to her mother. But it turns out... She wasn't as faithful as uh, as we had earlier let on. Mm. Turns out she wasn't kidnapped at all. But uh, she abandoned her family for a life of piracy. Now it all makes sense. That's right. And this all comes from the books. <laughs> um, anyway, but The Faithful Bride was also the uh, in the original Pirates of the Caribbean film, uh, The oh, Curse yes. of the Black Pearl, which is where Jack Sparrow and Gibbs go to uh, sign up their original crew. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in this restaurant is like one of those books that pirate captains would use to sign up a crew and on this one it actually includes the black pearl with jack sparrow replacing captain barbosa mm. and there's another one where uh, that shows the queen anne's revenge with edward teach also known as blackbeard ah. and then uh one wall on the inside of this restaurant actually has a mural of blackbeard which actually strangely looks like actor ian mcshane from uh, the movie Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Um, anyway, it, it includes like a big f- uh, portrait of his face, including yeah. the little uh, beard parts where he had little firecrackers, mm. which actually Blackbeard did to kind of intimidate his uh, his foes. <laughs> with lit firecrackers on his beard. Weird. Yeah. Um, but also he um, had... This uh, mural has a map with uh, all of the destinations that they go to in that film, Hmm. including Port Royal and uh, Tortuga. But uh, anyway, so, but what's cool is that it does run full circle. If you go outside, there's a little courtyard with a little stairway that goes upstairs. And on, you can see that uh, Arabella is actually in the apartment upstairs. Uh, She has hung her coat and her hat on the little thing outside. Yeah. Isn't there also a book in one of the, like, little windows? That was the captain's book. Oh, did you say that already? I did. Oh, I guess (laughs) I zoned out for a moment. That's all right. (laughs) Well, there's some fun names in there. There are, yeah. I I did not list them all, so uh, make sure to stop by and take a look. Yes, that's always a fun thing to look at. more details. You might be able to get a better view now, because they probably took some of the tables out. Oh, yeah. Um, also in Adventureland, we have, of course, the classic chess game being played by the skeletons it. within the queue of Pirates of the Caribbean. They are in a perpetual stalemate. Yes. And over no the years, there have been some cast members that have moved the chess <laughs> pieces around. So it's, it was always fun to look and see if anything had moved. At one point, uh, the board got messed up and they, they were trying to figure out like, oh, where were the pieces? And they 
were trying to find out if maybe they could find a photograph of where the pieces were meant to go, and it turns out Mark Davis had actually uh, put a little piece of paper underneath oh. that had uh, the you know showing That's where really the chess cool. pieces Look at should him. go. <laughs> what a helpful guy! And they found that and said, "Oh, never mind, <laughs> we got it." Um, also, a quick one, of course. Uh, fans of the great movie ride if you're riding on uh, jungle cruise and you see the plane that's landed uh, oh yeah in the brush that is the other half of the plane that was in the casablanca scene from the great movie ride i love that <sighs> which who knows where the other half is now i guess the great movie ride in the sky <laughs> <laughs> um additionally in adventureland in skipper canteen there's a lot in restaurants because they have oh my gosh. people sitting there for a while and you can explore. There's a ton of uh, society of explorers and adventurers. This that, is super cool. Well, we'll have to do a, a post on that or a, a show on, on that On all of that, yeah. So if you go there and you are seated in the area in the very back where there's like, there's actually a butterfly room in there that uh-huh. has like butterflies on the wall, but there's further seating beyond um where the main entrance when you walk in is and or if you just have to go to the restroom you can walk through this way and there's like supposed to be a hidden bookcase Mm -hmm. that's leading you to this area and the jungle book book is the one that's um seriously pulled down a little yeah and there are so many like thousands hidden (laughs) names and puns and just really great nods to imagineers and disney lore um some things are like boat evacuation procedures <laughs> by cap size um the tiki tiki tiki's of the south pacific by b baker buddy yeah um <laughs> let's see there's uh one by primates of the caribbean by coats <laughs> Um, Claude. All sorts of, you know, Left at the Falls, Jungle Commerce by Philip M. Gray. There's all sorts of, there's one in here I need to find that's like um, Shades of Khaki, which I thought was just funny (laughs) on its own. Because khaki in itself is very... See, here's the Jungle Book that's like pulled down. So you can see that's the one that opens. Um, Huts by Professor Potter. There's just, there's actually one... I don't know if I have it up here that is um it's like s- new year stuff and it's by P Merriweather from oh, yeah. like Pleasure Island from Pleasure Island where they celebrate New Year's yeah. every year or every There's night I mean even one called Cruising in the East and the author of this is a Vagnini Stephen Vagnini Stephen our Vagnini, friend yeah, our, our good friend who has been part of the archives and all sorts of things he actually is part of imagineering now as well um so that was fun and i think we discovered that on our first visit to skipper canteen and i think you sent him a yeah, photo later he, I, sh- I sent him a photo and he actually had no idea yeah, about that that so was super funny. cool um yeah so when you go to this restaurant of course you obviously will please set aside uh quite a bit of time to to peruse and yes. take a look i remember my first time i probably spent an extra hour uh, looking at all of these. <laughs> I got the the um, Pleasure Island one wrong. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It was Another New Year by M.A. Pleasure, because it was Meriwether was his yeah. first name. It's been too long and since Mary I've Weather been to Pleasure Island. Well, it's been a long time since Pleasure <laughs> Island's existed. I know. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, take a look at those. There's so many more that we haven't even named, but it's really fun. Oh, yeah. And uh, see yeah, if the you Imagineers can did a great job with that one. Name all of the references when you see them. Uh, so that would move us on to, I guess, Liberty Square, or do you want to do Frontierland? Well, if you were going circular, you would come upon Frontierland next. So yeah. Okay. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> um, the one I was going to list, I, I was going to do uh, talk about uh, the. Um, Briar Patch, but instead I think I'll go to the Pecos Bill Tall Tale Inn and Cafe. Oh boy. Yeah, 1998, Disney actually expanded this restaurant and they added so many fun details. Of course, this is, uh, you know, Pecos, Pecos Bill's Inn and Cafe, and of course, if you remember him in the short Melody Time from 1948, he eventually settled down, um, well, he tried to settle down <laughs> with Slew, Slewfoot Sue yes. uh, until his 
horse Widowmaker. One of my favorites. His horse Widowmaker uh, wasn't having that, and he kind of bounced her to the moon. I think of you as my Pecos Bill, even though Aww. you did not bounce me to the moon. <laughs> or your horse didn't. <laughs> well, anyway, in this, uh, I guess the story here is, I guess he settled down. So maybe she came back from the moon and settled him down. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, he, it's now being visited by all of his legendary and tall tale friends. Uh, and inside, there's actually a sign that explains the code of the West. I love that to the sign. Other one. It's a little different, shorter. It says, respect the land, defend the defenseless, and don't ever spit in front of women and children. Very good rules. A very simple set of <laughs> rules. But anyway, um, all of his friends have like left him mementos and things just kind of that, he, that he's displayed in each of the different rooms. Including uh, Buffalo Bill's boots, Paul Bunyan's axe, which mm. you may remember from the 1958 short. Another Paul of my Bunyan. favorites. Uh, Johnny Appleseed um, gifted his, the pot on his head um, that he wore as a hat. I haven't seen any of these, and I really want to go to Pecos oh my Bill's God, right now. Are you serious? Yeah, we need to go. <laughs> uh, and of course, Paul, or, I'm sorry, Pecos, or, sorry, Johnny Appleseed <laughs> was from the same movie as yeah. uh, Pecos Bill. Um, anyway, John Henry has donated his hammer. Jim Bowie, who is actually a real-life figure from the Alamo. Bowie? He uh, left his knife, mm. the Bowie knife. Davy Crockett, a satchel of gunpowder, and a detailed drawing of old Betsy. Wow. His, uh, his rifle. And Georgia Russell, you know, uh, Davy Crockett's friend, he actually included a handwritten story of Davy's uh, encounter with Bigfoot Mason. Mm. Uh, there's a mask and a silver bullet from... Uh, <gasps> The Lone Zorro. Ranger. Oh, sorry. Not Zorro. Yeah, well, I was wondering. I thought there was a Zorro, but it, it turns out it was the well, Lone Ranger. That makes more sense, I guess. Yeah. But uh, what's really cool is also the the, uh, the building itself has so many really cool architectural styles. Mm. Uh, it kind of wraps around the corner as you go from uh, the river area to Adventureland. Mm-hmm. Um, inside, there's actually a recreation of an indoor hacienda. In one of the seating areas, that's kind of one of our favorite yes, places that's where to go. We always go. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible the, cell phone reception and yeah, Wi-Fi, but that's okay. Very nice atmosphere. But basically, just like um, in the other places, there's um, each of the like the balconies and things like that. They each have a uh, different character mm. and things like that, like flower pots and yeah. serapes and things like that that kind of make you know that people are actually up there. Yeah. So. Very cool. Kudos to the Imagineers for, once yes. again, doing all that. Do you have anything else in Fantasyland? Cause, I mean, Frontierland, Frontier because I have um, nothing. <laughs> no, I was going to leave it at that. There are, of course, plenty more. You had mentioned the one um, to me about over on Tom Sawyer Island. That oh, thing that right, yes. I, I thought we would mention a couple of like honorable mentions, if you will, oh, of okay. um, hidden details that sadly are no longer there. Hmm. And the... Tom Sawyer Island paintbrushes, which I read about like five <laughs> minutes too late, I think. Um, back in the day, cast members that went over to F- Tom Sawyer Island to like open up the island first thing in the morning would hide paintbrushes yeah. on the island because, of course, Tom's. Well, there's the yeah the, the fence that yeah. uh, it's from the original Tom Sawyer book, but yeah, they actually have the fence that's partially whitewashed. Right with Tom uh, and Becky. Yeah. So if your name is Tom or Becky, I mean Becky that's Thatcher. Such a good photo op. I don't know what you're. It's doing a reference here. to a. Mike Fink Killboats. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, they would p- place these paintbrushes around the island, and if you were lucky enough to find one and bring it to a cast member, they would give you like a fast pass to Splash Mountain or oh, something wasn't like, like that. Oh, like a pot of gold or no. 20 bucks or something? Um, I don't know what they did before the days of fast pass. Maybe they just gave you Maybe like a, certificate. a ride thing. Because you know how like if a ride shut down back in the mm-hmm. day, you'd have the little gold paper. That's right. Maybe it was that, but I tried and tried. We went there one time super early, but it was, there was no such thing as, I guess people would steal the the paintbrushes, sadly, which why would you want to do that? Yeah, that's just taking a thing away from a child. Yeah. I wonder if they're on eBay or something. Yeah, I I never uh, did that myself. Um, Every time I went to uh, Times Square Island, it was always later in the day, so that had already uh, finished for the day. All right. Is that all you want to say about... Frontierland, then? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. If we've missed any, let us know. 
Um, there's probably a million things oh, like, yeah. in, in Splash Mountain. As I, said, I, I mean, was, actually... I mean, there's the wooden leg named Smith up in the uh, Frontierland uh, train station. There's yes. all kinds of fun and details. And we didn't even talk about when they redid the queue to Big Thunder. Oh, there's God, so yeah. many little, yeah. you know, with the portrait of... Not only that, but Tony also Baxter. just the fact that they they littered that entire attraction, the Big Thunder Mountain attraction, with actual um, um, pieces of equipment from the Old West yeah. uh, that they used from, uh, you know, in kind of like getting gold and that kind of thing. Right. So exactly. That's the kind of thing that they did. Very cool. All right. So on to Liberty Square. I've got a lot for this one. I'm sure you do. Let me do mine <laughs> first because mine are not as long. Um, I just wanted to mention, of course, the very well-known Mr. Toad in the pet cemetery outside oh, yeah. as you exit the Haunted Mansion queue. As a tribute to the uh, long-lost Mr. Toad's wild ride. Correct. And he's way up high. It's kind of hard to see him. It's very hard to take a photo unless you have, like, you know, a good zoom camera. Um, but he's there as a silent nod to what once was. Yeah. And that's where all extinct rides go, apparently. In the pet cemetery. If you are an animal. <laughs> Um, there's also, of course, the lore with the ring, which before they redid yeah. the extended queue, it was kind of <laughs> not a real ring. It was just... Yeah, I, I subscribe to the fact that, uh, that the cast members at the Haunted Mansion kind of made this up. Yeah, it was just kind of... It became reality because it the story was told so many times. But then when they redid the queue... The place where the original ring was, um, was you know, cemented over or whatever. So mm -hmm. they put their own ring, which actually looks like a ring now. <laughs> and according to additional lore, I mean, we were told this on the um, from Marceline to Main Street yeah. tour that we did. Originally, like custodial would come in and <laughs> get it out of they thought it was like you're not supposed to be there right. and it was like two or three times when they finally were like hey this is supposed to be here it's part of the show um but that you can find if you're not going to go in the extended queue and you're just walking in it's to the left right before yeah. the brick wall starts up again on the ground thrown there from the jilted bride yes from inside the <laughs> And we could, of course, do an entire other episode, oh, yeah. which we should maybe before um, Halloween starts. Especially uh, in the uh, like the little chicken exit, or oh yeah, you know that little hallway that kind of connects the exit to the entrance. Mm -hmm. In case you were to bypass that, there's all kinds of really cool references right. in there. And then, of course, when they redid the queue, like those busts in the beginning, there's mm -hmm. that whole story that goes along, and you have to read behind oh, yeah. each one to solve the mystery <laughs> of who killed who. Yep. Um, so yeah, that would probably be another whole episode. That's right. Um, let's see. What else do I have for Liberty Square? Don't take my good ones. No, I'm going to let you talk <laughs> about your Liberty Tree and all that stuff. Um, I just wanted to point out not so much uh, a hidden detail with nods to anything specific, but sometimes overlooked on the second floor of the Liberty Bell. There's the interior room where you can go in and there's like little... Oh, the Liberty Bell, the, the steamboat, you mean, right? Yes, the boat. Because there is a Liberty Bell, Bell Bell well, there as well. Well, you can't go up to the second floor of <laughs> that. That is true. <laughs> but I'll be talking about that bell in just a moment. Uh, so there's a little inside area which is themed very appropriately to... Mm -hmm. There's like New Orleans artwork and um, information about like the Mississippi River and all that right. fun stuff. Most people don't go in there because they're all want to see the scenery on the outside, but it's fun I to like pop to always in. always make sure to pop in and yeah. take a look around. So make sure you do I that. I like to But walk. not right now because the Liberty Bell oh, no, they, steamship or whatever it's called, riverboat, is now... And they're dredging the river. The, today's the last day and we couldn't get a pass to Magic okay, Kingdom. So I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go <laughs> see if I can ride that real quick. No, you can't get in. What? I know. Ah. So... We'll have to see sometime in 2021 what they've redone. Oh, no. That's too long. I know. <laughs> All right. Go ahead with your Liberty Tree and your Liberty Bell. The whole Liberty Square itself is so full of fun, uh, hidden uh, details and references. A lot of them are f based on actual historical fact. Because growing up in Boston... It's oh. one of my favorite places. Yeah, so to you'll visit. have to in, in, enlighten me if I come across <laughs> the any architecture of these. is spot on. 
Yes. Uh, so the first one I'm going to say is actually not from Boston. Uh, the Sleepy Hollow Refreshments, um, right there at the opening of the land, is actually named for um, Washington Irving's 1820 tale, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, of course. Which uh, we mentioned in our Scary movies? stuff? Oh, that's right. The scary movies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say Disney included this, of course, as part of their 1949 feature, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. But the building itself was inspired by Washington Irving's uh, New York Hudson Valley home, Sunnyside, Mm. which is an 18th century cottage. And I actually saw a photo of it. It looks just like it. It's amazing. Wow. Uh, Some other fun details is that there's a sign um, on the, uh, actually, in this... uh, the silhouette of the uh, headless horseman is on the sign for that mm. uh, store. Yes. Across the street, at the as part of the ye old Christmas shoppy or yes. shop, <laughs> with spelled shoppy, um, have to is, say it that way. Yes, it's designed as a music teacher studio with a sign that says "Music and Voice Lessons by Appointment." Ichabod Crane, instructor. Yes. which is directly inspired from the short story. As Ichabod, actually, he was an instructor, and he would trade uh, home lessons for a good home-cooked meal, mm, Yes, which he would uh, go around town getting uh, lots of good food. Had no effect on him. He was quite skinny. Yeah, he was very skinny. I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, as I had previously mentioned, there was the, the Liberty Bell, Um which they have a, a replica of that, and it actually once hung in the Tower of Independence Hall in Philadelphia, which is where they signed the Declaration of Independence. I've been there. I have not. I've been to the recreation of that at Knott's Berry Farm <laughs> <laughs> in Buena Park, California. Well, you've seen National Treasure, so it's like you've been there. That's true. <laughs> I love that. Love that movie. Anyway, this, the rep, this replica of the Liberty Bell was actually cast from the exact same mold as the original. Uh, which is by John Pass and John Stowe. Um, it was actually added to Liberty Square in 1989, a couple of years after Disney hmm. celebrated the 200th anniversary of the United States Constitution in 1787. What was there before then? Um, I'm not sure. Hmm. I think just little planters and things like that. Interesting. Uh, anyway, 1787, when the Constitution came out, that's, uh, that's the year that's on the top of the Hall of Presidents. Um, but anyway, the when they added it in Liberty Square in 1989, it was actually 200 years after the ratification of the Constitution in 1789. And just like the original bell, the word Pennsylvania is spelled only with one N. Hmm. Well, I mean, technically, there's two because the Ania has <laughs> another one. But I knew but what you meant. The, Not a double the N. Penn, even though yes. it was named after William Penn, who had two N's in his name, Pennsylvania back then was actually spelled with one N took them a while to figure out how they wanted to it do it. It was not a misspelling. If you look at old maps of the day, you'll see that Pennsylvania was spelled that way oftentimes. Hmm. Um, and actually, I did not know this. It could actually be rung by guests. You could actually lean in there and ring the bell, and if you do so, it will be loud, and it will be heard by all. Ooh, things to do next time we're in Magic yeah. Kingdom. Um, so that would be fun. Uh, anyway, between the Hall of Presidents and the Columbia Harbor House, there's actually a plaque with uh, four human hands that are kind of interlocked, like this and this, this, mm-hmm. which actually represents, uh, this depicts the Philadelphia c- contributorship for the insurance of houses from lost by fire. Uh, it's a, it's essentially an insurance company. Weird. Yeah, this was actually begun by Benjamin Franklin, huh. who also uh, started the Philadelphia's first fire brigade. Uh, they would place this symbol on each of the houses that was represented by that contributorship hmm. as a home that would be uh, protected in case of fire. <laughs> All the other ones, you're on your own. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> but it's a really unique one, the, the four hands in, uh, kind of like in a square. Yeah. So, yeah, take, hmm. a look, take a look out for that. Interesting. There's also so many other uh, details throughout Liberty Square, inclu- including, of course, the very famous earth-toned pavement that runs throughout uh, the sidewalks of the land. Mm. All of the, uh, the rest of the sidewalks are red, but not the middle parts of, uh, of Liberty Square. Is that actually represents uh, the days before plumbing when they actually uh, used, there was kind of like a river of wastewater that flowed through the streets from you know cooking, cleaning, and of course, all of that other fun stuff. There was recently <laughs> a refuting of this claim 
on Twitter by How Bowers. Go well, away green. I Twitter. have seen other Imagineers uh, um, claim that it's actually fact. Well, so, I'm just letting you know. know. People can decide. Um, I think he said that it was just kind of like the parade floats that originally came through there had messed up the they were so heavy that they had messed up the the ground and it was just kind of like a cover-up for that to prevent it not not, as exciting i'm not personally buying it but okay (laughs) (laughs) um well what's what's interesting to me is that i don't know necessarily because you know i'm not a historian obviously but i always thought that like the you know, excrement, if you will, <laughs> from back in the day, it was kind of like always on the sides of the street, not mm. in the middle where everything would be happening. Well, I think but I do ahead. think that the roads back then were much, you know, like they didn't last the way they do now. Yeah, like they true. were just figuring out how to make roads. Yes. So there would probably be because of horses and all that stuff, like the road would be you know, buggies. Um, torn up more in the middle where oh, it was yeah. traveled more so that's a you know good point. if you don't want to subscribe to the river yeah. of poop theory <laughs> you can you can do that it would be interesting for someone to truly find out yeah um but who knows if they would have ever like written like and we're going to do this to represent this like that's not something that would have been written down you i know? think alex did talk about that in the imagineering field guide and i'll have to oh, take okay. a look at what that says let me uh, know, and I'll add it in the I blog post that. when I do that after this. Anyway, uh, above in the, some of the second-story windows, you'll see some of the shutters on the buildings, and they appear to be askew. And, of course, this was intentional, uh, which represented the time period back when, um, you know, instead of having metal hinges, metal was actually kind of uh, being conserved for war efforts. So those metal hinges were actually replaced by, like, leather straps, which over time would kind of stretch out. Um, and then the shutter, you know, from the weight of the shutters would actually kind of be um, at a weird angle. So that's interesting that they would yeah. do that. Uh, additionally, over th- uh, by the Liberty Tree Tavern, you'll uh, there's a lot of really cool windows into there that actually um, they're framed by panes of handmade glass, including all of the imperfections and little bubbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always really cool to see if you try to look in there and you know that from visiting paul revere's house and that is correct some of the houses in salem that we went in that that is how things look (laughs) that is true uh additionally over um let's see here oh i was going to talk about the the fact that there's so many different addresses and you remember how we uh saw this in that recent scavenger yeah we did mouse adventure yeah where they talk, they had all of these. That's where we found out all about this. That there's so many different. Uh, if there's only so many buildings that house the, um, the different either restaurants or attractions or shops, but they have the the facades to make it appear as though they're actually several different residences mm-hmm. with different addresses, different front stoops, different doors, and different architectural styles. Oh yeah, different architectural styles, and they each have their own little uh, number. And there's actually maybe twenty. Uh, 20 to 25 of them, something yeah. like that. We looked at all of them <laughs> yes, we back did. in March. Um, <laughs> so it's really cool that they did that. Uh, and each one has its own different, um, um, like uh, like there's one that has like a little doll in the window. Yes. From a little the girl who's uh, waiting for her father to come home. Mm. Uh, flower boxes and storm cellars and all kinds of fun details. Yeah. That's cool. I will add one thing. When Please. you were talking about ye old Christmas shoppy, um, <laughs> how it's three different buildings. One of the buildings was like a wood carver or something, oh, yeah. I believe. And if inside of that building, like where the registers are and mm-hmm. things like that, there's like uh, little piles of wood, oh, that's right. wood built shavings. into the um, register area and stuff like that. So Very cool. Little details to make it all mesh together. I love that. Also, of course, finally, in the in the middle of Liberty Square is, of course, the giant Liberty Tree, the 100-plus-year-old oak tree that's been standing there since the opening of the park. Um, this is actually 
Liberty Tree, of course, was inspired um, by actual Liberty Trees, which, of course, was very famously represented in the 1957 uh, Disney film Johnny Tremaine, where there's a Liberty Tree, as heard in the song there, that says, Plant the seed in our homeland, boys. Let it grow where all, you can, uh, where all can see. Feed it with our devotion, boys. Call it the Liberty Tree. It's a tall old tree and a strong old tree. And we are the sons... Yes, we are the sons, the sons of liberty. Of course, the including son- James Otis. That's right, a distant relative. A very I like far to throw distant. that out all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Sons of Liberty, of course, were a secret society of community leaders who had come together to plot against the British um, and, and to form their new nation. Um, as these activities were considered treasonous, they had to meet in secret. So each of the um, homes that was represented by a Son of Liberty would actually hang a lantern in the tree. Mm. And to find out where the meeting was, they would actually lant, uh, light the lantern of the home ah. where that uh, person, where that son so of liberty was. you had to memorize was. everybody's lantern. That's right. That's very cool. As a way so that only they knew yeah. where the secret meetings would be. But of course, this liberty tree at the Magic Kingdom has 13 lanterns, which kind of represents the 13 different colonies of the United States. And each one is distinctly different than yes. all the others. Back when I took the Magic Kingdom family fun tour, which I can't remember (laughs) the official name of, but it was the family one, um, we were told that one of the lanterns had the bottom missing from it, and that was where Tinkerbell was, and she had escaped. So that's how you knew which one was Tinkerbell's lantern, because it had no bottom in it. Yeah, see, I'm not buying that theory, because (laughs) Tinkerbell is from London. This I mean, is true. she could be but found in London. Where is Neverland? The second star to the right could be a Which long trip from London. Which is not in colonial. You never know. Times of America, but you know, it's the <laughs> I'm family just fun tour. Passing so that's along okay. what I was told. Wow. <laughs> uh, anyway, you'll like this part. Uh, Johnny Tremaine is actually a really cool Disney film. I if love you ever it. Get a chance to see it. Yes, because um, you should watch it again. There's so many really cool uh, references to. The, you know the colonial times in Boston. You know he was the a young apprentice to a silversmith. You know Paul Revere uh, actually shows the Boston Tea Party, as well as the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. Yes. And then of course the uh, the fighting that took place in Concord and Lexington. Uh, and actually the um, as I mentioned the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere are right around the corner from all of this. Uh, there's that one building in between uh, the Hall of Presidents and the um, the other restaurant, the, the quick service, Columbia Harbor the House. Columbia Harbor House. Thank you. Uh, that actually represents the old North church in Boston. It's not quite as tall, but it and does it have nothing like it, but no, yes. it does. It's <laughs> nothing like it, but it does have a window yes. uh, with two lanterns. Uh, if you may remember the one, if by land, two, if by sea, mm-hmm. and of course, two lanterns are lit because that show that the, uh, the British were actually going to, uh, march on Concord by way of the Charles river. So I believe the old North Church was, at the time, was the tallest building in uh, Boston, which is why they used that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but this building, <laughs> not quite as tall. No, but they were giving you the general idea. Yes. There's two lanterns and... And they actually used to have like a little set of um, like cannonballs mm-hmm. and like, uh, not, not cannonballs, but like um, uh, militia type mm-hmm. gear that Minutemen would have at the ready uh, to be able to fight at a minute's notice. That is now gone for some reason. They don't want to promote Minutemen. I guess not. <laughs> but anyway, All right. that's what I have from the Liberty Square, which is really fun. Lots yeah, of I cool mean, details. I, I love it. All right. That brings us to <laughs> Fantasyland. It does. Which uh, I don't know that we have too many like in-depth stories for fantasy land maybe you do i don't know i have one little thing all right i'll go through my quick ones then which are of course the cinderella fountain which i recently (gasps) posted on instagram that's very cool that was kind of what inspired this episode topic to me anyway what's specifically about it well it is cinderella in her scullery made clothing (laughs) if you will with the little mice and birds around her and behind her is just you know a mural kind of thing but there's also a crown on there and if you are child height 
there's two different stories I've heard. If you're child height, <laughs> then you look up at her and she's wearing the crown to show you uh-huh. that anyone can be a princess, even if they're in rags and covered in fireplace ashes. That's right. The other theory I've been told is because the, there's actually water fountains around the front, so everyone has to bow to the princess and see. I believe if she both is are really. true. So there you go. Fun detail that didn't have to be there, but it is. So that's right. Um, additionally, in Fantasyland, there's a lot of uh, little nods to other attractions that were once there, including, mm. of course, 20,000 Leagues I miss that. Under the Sea. There is a Nautilus carved into the inside of Winnie the Pooh's tree. That's right. Which I also recently posted on Instagram. So check that That tree out. was actually first located where 20,000 Leagues Under yeah. the Sea was and until they, they moved it. When they were like... <laughs> Figuring out what to do with that area, it was Pooh's playful spot, mm-hmm. and it had all that squishy. Yeah, it was while they were building the the new um, the queue enhancements right. for that. Uh, and so then that they moved it across, and that was right. like one they of the first a huge tree Disney Parks blog videos where they did like a whole time lapse of moving that tree. That was That's fun. Right. But the 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 hidden reference to the Nautilus, of course, remains. Yes, so. it does. And then there's another one, which we have talked about this previously cool. in uh, whatever that greatest cues of all time episode mm-hmm. was. <laughs> um, our favorite top 10 cues, something about cues. Uh, there is the, a bigger Nautilus carved into the outdoor portion of the queue to Little Mermaid ride. I love that. Um, Ariel's Undersea Adventure. There's so many great uh, water features right around there, which of course, you know, there needs to be with with the submarine. And it's just very subtle. You can definitely miss it if you walk by. Most people have no idea. And then on the exit um, to that attraction, this is one of my favorite ones. It's very difficult for some people to see because it spans across like... Four or five. Yeah, different rock formations but when you put it all together it makes an actual like profile standing up of steamboat willie with his hat on yeah and you have to line it up just perfectly you have to stand in just the right spot for everything to line up and even then it's still like i guess it's no no (laughs) but i mean it was done intentionally it definitely is that so that's a fun little nod as well that's right um let me Oh, and then the other thing is across the street from that, which is like a DVC kiosk area, which is not manned, I don't think, at this time. But it's like Harper Goff Map Maker, Mm -hmm. um, which is, of course, a reference to Harper Goff. Cartographer. Cartographer. Which is essentially a map maker. It is indeed. Um, H. Goff. And he was instrumental in designing 20,000 Leagues, if I am not mistaken. So that is a lovely nod to him as well um and that's all i have for fantasy did you know land. that they actually used some of the water from the original lagoon i have heard that yes into the uh, <laughs> the mermaid water they there. like to tell people that yes <laughs> <laughs> i know who knows in addition over in Fantasyland, there's that fun sir mickey shop which i loved it's actually inspired by two mickey mouse cartoons which yes. are completely unrelated, except that they both have Mickey Mouse right. and a giant. One, he's a you know a farmer with uh, Donald Duck and Goofy, and one he's a brave little tailor. Um, so you know that's of course one of the cartoons, Brave Little Tailor. The other is um, Mickey and the Beanstalk. Uh, these on the outside of the shop, there's the giant beanstalk that grows actually yes, kind of goes right through the sign itself of the Sir Mickey sign, and kind of takes it up with it. Um, which, of course, grew from the magic beans that Mickey got when he sold their cow. Um, inside, there's, uh, above the door, there's a nice painting of the Happy Valley from Mickey and the Beanstalk. Um, and actually, it shows the uh, the keys that Mickey, Goofy, and Donald used to try to free the, the magic harp from the giant. And on the other side of the shop, there's so many props from the tailor shop, from the brave little tailor side, including scissors, thread, needles, and uh, ribbons. And there's even a clock uh, where the hands of the clock are scissors for some Mm, reason. And I believe it's 4.30 on that clock. Uh, (laughs) Not sure why. Uh, Inside one of the windows out front, there's a bunch of more props and a sign uh, from Mickey saying he's not home because he's out giant hunting. Of course, he was um, prom- um, 
assigned to the task of being a giant hunter because he was bragging about uh, getting seven all in one blow. But he yes. was actually referring to little flies. house flies. <laughs> Um, and then actually inside, there's actually a little Mickey himself who's actually starting to climb the beanstalk, uh, holding a lantern. But what's really cool is um, on the other side of the shop, it actually shows Willie the Giant kind of lifting the uh, the top of the, the roof off of the shop, kind of looking inside, which he actually did in the short itself. Willie actually later appeared as the um, in Mickey's Christmas Carol as the ghost of Christmas present. Yeah, nice. Very cool. Fun details there. That brings us to Tomorrowland. That's right. Which the only thing I have for Tomorrowland is uh, the little palm trees that everyone now knows (laughs) because everyone keeps talking about it. That they're the backstory of the 1994 Tomorrowland was that the Tomorrowland, whatever, power authority or something. Uh was getting solar power from these palm trees. And when the coconuts grew on the palm trees, <laughs> that was power and they could harvest mm-hmm. the power by harvesting those coconuts. And there's one tree that doesn't open all the way and it has no coconuts because <laughs> it's already been harvested. And that's the story that has been told. I think they created that story when they found out that that uh, palm tree was actually broken and there was no way to fix it. So they probably said, uh, you, Imagineer, create a backstory for why this is that way. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> happens every now and then where they need to have an official backstory statement and all it's that funny stuff. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. I know you have some I Space I Mountain I only have a little bit uh, from the queue of Space Mountain. Um, when you walk in, there's, of course, a giant sign that says it's Starport 75, which, of course, refers to the opening year of Space Mountain, 1975. And there's actually a board right on the inside that lists all the connecting systems and stargates um, that are accessible from Starport 75. I'll only list the, uh, the active Earth stations <laughs> that they have there, including the Tomorrowland Station, MK1, which, of course, because the Magic Kingdom was the first of all of the Space Mountains. Uh, TL Space Station 77, (laughs) which, of course, refers to Disneyland, uh, which it's opened in 1977. Uh, The Discovery Landing Station, Paris, which uh, is from Discovery Land at Disneyland Paris. Ashita Base, um, which actually uh, refers to the Tokyo Disneyland Space Mountain. Um, Actually, Ashita is a Japanese word for tomorrow. Did you know that? I did not. And then the HK Spaceport, ETKT, which refers to the Hong Kong Disneyland Space Mountain and the fact that it's an e-ticket attraction. Mm. Uh, Later, as you're going along, uh, going underneath the railroad tracks, on the left-hand side, there's lots of star charts and maps and constellations with a lot of star names and, and things like that, galaxy names, some actual, some fictional, including the Disney Hyperion Resort which, of course, refers to the early uh, Disney studio. Yes, you on pointed that one out to me before. I've gotten you on Space Mountain before? Yes, obviously, <laughs> many times. Hyperion is actually a name of a, a, a moon of Saturn, too. Did you hmm. know that? And then uh, after you get through with the ride, uh, you've now uh, traveled to the Tomorrowland Station MK1, and we pass through the baggage claim area. Yes. With there's a little robot there who's kind of monitoring uh, the little things there. And there's actually little stickers on the luggage in there, mm-hmm. uh, w- which kind of shows you where a lot of their passengers have been, including Pluto, Ceres, Lunaport, Titania, and my favorite, Mesa Verde. <laughs> <laughs> you said it right. Yes, from Horizons. From Horizons, that's right. <sighs> One of the three choices on where you could go yes. at the end. So, yeah, that's what I have from Tomorrowland. Right. I mean, there, as I said, there's so many more all around. We yeah. haven't even scratched the surface as to But these are our favorites are. and ones that had, I believe, the most backstory or the most well-known because mm-hmm. we, we sped through a few of them. <laughs> um, I also wanted to mention really quick, back up on Main Street, I forgot because this was on the back of my paper Uh-oh. and I didn't turn it over. <laughs> um, there is, of course, outside of Tony's... Town Square restaurant, uh-huh. the Lady in the Tramp paw prints. Oh, that's right. In the cement, which is usually 
covered by strollers and you can't really see it too well. Uh, maybe you can nowadays. It's I'm not from even the sure movie. if Tony's is reopened, but uh, that's a cute thing. And they're actual like dog paw prints. Well, yeah, it was represented in the movie. That yeah, exactly. Because they did in the that. tramp. And that's all I have. So <laughs> that's a good one. Um, if we missed any major ones I mean, that you would like to tell us about, make sure you let us know in comments below. Um, on the YouTube video, if you're watching there, you can comment on the blog post. And I did want to take a quick moment to say that in this time, which everyone knows there's been so many cast members um, laid off and yeah. displaced. And we would love it if you could go to castmemberpantry.com yes. if you are able to donate or help. If you're local and you can't donate, you can also volunteer your time. Um, there's another Facebook page I've recently learned about, which I believe is called, I can't remember. So I'm going to put that in the blog post. It was something like ears, oh. ears to the magic or something like that. I can't remember. So I will put it in the blog post and it'll be in the description of the YouTube um, video as well. But basically what that is, is all of the people who have been already laid off that may have other talents that they're trying to oh, right. sell something or do something on the side to basically, you know, have a living going on and keep their houses and cars and all that good stuff. Um, so you can get some really cool commissioned art and other things that, you know, cast members are willing to offer. That is a wonderful cause. It is. Great. So we would love Please. it if you would help out. Um, there's so many people that are being affected by this. So we Majorly, thank you, yes. of course, for listening and watching if you're watching. Um, and we will see you on the live show every Thursday at 8 o'clock. That's right. Facebook.com slash Xanaland or YouTube.com slash Xanaland. I love that show. <laughs> it's super fun. Everyone that comes tells us how great a time they had and how um, they love the games. Yeah, we always end with super fun games. Yes, and it's different very ones silly. Every different time. games every week. Nothing boring going on there. Mm -mm. Um, so thank you again for listening and for joining us up the waterfall. That's right. <laughs> Bye now.